Hello and welcome back to Energy Scan Podcast, your weekly access to timely analysis and data on energy markets from top experts at NG Global Energy Management and Sales. This program is dedicated to exploring the weekly macroeconomic trends as well as focusing on the oil markets. We will be interviewing Olivier Gasnier, Senior Economist at NG Gems for Macroeconomic, Foreign Exchange and Oil Market Research. Hello Olivier. Last week, you told us that the markets were hesitant but leaning towards another rate hike by major central banks in May. Has this changed? Hello, Natalie. It's not only the markets that are hesitant. The economists are too. The economic indicators do not allow us to form a definite opinion about the global economic situation. There is always a but to qualify an observation or forecast. This explains the relative weakness of the variations recorded on the markets last week, quasi-stability of the main equity indices on exchange rates, and a slight rise in interest rates. Although on the bond market, this masks uh, fairly marked variations, which largely cancel each other out in the end. And to answer your question, no, expectations have not changed. Fed, ECB, and bank configuration rate hikes are still expected in May. What happened to explain this back and forth on rates? Well, uh, Chinese GDP statistics showed a strong increase in Q1 uh, growth at uh, 4.5% year-on-year. But in detail, we could already see that the strong acceleration of retail sales to plus 10.6% year-on-year in March masked very disappointing increases throughout the first quarter. And it should be more in mind that the base effect linked to the COVID waves would be very favorable until May. Okay, so that was the rate increase. What about the decrease? Uh, the signal was given on Wednesday in the US by the Fed's Beige Book, which uh, described an economy close to stagnation on a negative impact of the crisis uh, of early March on uh, credit distribution. This was reinforced by the rise in jobless claims and the very sharp fall in the conference board's uh, leading indicator. But the surprise rebound of the April manufacturing PMI above 50 disrupted the analysis on Friday. I told you nothing is ever simple. There is always a but. Oh, and what about the Eurozone? It doesn't get any easier. For example, the INSEE index fell in France, but the IFO index rose in Germany. The euro area manufacturing PMI fell, but the services PMI rose, and so on and so on. What's in this week's economic calendar? Uh, the publication of the Q1 US GDP figures and the March durable goods orders is an opportunity to put the spotlight on business investment in the US. Core orders, that is to say excluding defense and aviation, are a good leading index of productive investment. They were still up by more than 4% year-on-year in February, but have already decelerated significantly. We are waiting for confirmation of this trend, as we could see the first drop in business investments in the spring of 2020. Anything else? The consensus is uh, plus 2% for Q1. US GDP. Uh, these are uh, quarterly analyzed figures. For the Eurozone uh, GDP, it is expected to have grown slightly by only 0.2%, but these are only 
quarterly figures, not annualized. Uh, there will be a fairly homogeneous performance of the countries in the eurozone, around plus 0.2%. This is clearly better than what was expected at the beginning of the year. We will also be watching the business and consumer confidence surveys, as well as the first inflation figures for April in the eurozone. Stability is expected in France and Germany, which should support the ECB's rate hike expectations. Now let's move on to oil. No sharp price changes then? Uh, this is the exception, actually. Last week, we noted that oil prices continued to rise in an increasingly unfavorable environment, uh, marked by the IMF uh, warnings on global growth, on the Fed's minutes, and this aging uh, US mild recession before the end of the year. This week, the situation has been somewhat reversed with crude oil prices falling sharply from $86.4 per barrel to $81.7 per barrel, while growth in China has exceeded expectations on some indicators, uh, cast doubt on the proximity of a recession in the US, as we have seen. So what can explain this drop? It's uh, doubtful that the announcement of an agreement between the uh, Iraqi government on the Kurds uh, to restart oil exports could have had such an impact on prices, especially as the last news is that this flow has actually not restarted. It can also be noted that the strike has ended in French refineries and that the weekly EIA report showed a sharp drop in US crude stocks in the week ending the uh, 14th of April. Uh, the drop was minus 4.6 million barrels, with an increase in refiner activity and an increase in exports too. So there is no explanation. Well, uh, the market focused more on the rise in gasoline stocks and the decline in demand. Generally speaking, the decline in tax spreads is fueling fears of a downturn in refiner activity, especially in Asia which would weigh negatively on demand for crude. Anything else to add about oil? Yes, from a technical point of view, we can finally note that the $4 uh, per barrel gap that resulted from the surprise announcement of the OPEC production cut has not yet been filled, which potentially leaves a further downside target for, brand, for the brand first nearby to $79.8 per barrel. Thank you, Olivier. Thank you, Olivier and Nathalie, for these clear insights. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. See you all next week for your weekly Energy Scan podcast. Stay up to date about energy market trends in no time, build market views with top quality data, and interact with experts to support your decision making. Visit energyscan.ng.com to learn more.